Well, welcome to Sharing My World. This is the world according to me. Now, you probably know, you may know, or maybe you don't, that I am very interested in politics. So in this presidential election year, politics will be a big factor on this podcast. Uh, Let me also point out that I went with a podcast because, frankly, it takes a lot less effort than a blog, and there are all just billions and billions of uh, blogs out there and about a few billion less podcasts. So I decided to go to the podcast. Also, you can do it more quickly, which is good for me, because in this news cycle, things happen so quickly, you haven't got much time to consider the enormous flood of garbage and important things uh, to comment on. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll give it a try, see how this goes. Uh, first of all, the world is not all bad stuff. You know, there are good things happening. There's baseball. Every year when pitchers and catchers report, I feel good about the world. I know that the seasons have flown by and finally Major League Baseball will be back on our horizon. And usually by May, the Mets have been eliminated and I can go about living my life. This year, I hope that's going to be different. And the Mets may, in fact, be a good enough team with strong enough pitching to make it through into the postseason, which will allow my stress level to increase dramatically as we get into the fall. On the bad note, there's the coronavirus. The coronavirus is something that uh, I, I don't, I mean, I've read a lot, but I don't really understand what it is or where it comes from. And well, I guess we know where it comes from, but I understand where it is, how it's spreading, and how we don't know anything about it to make it stop. The, the stuff that I've read, indicates that the coronavirus started with the Christian church in uh, China. Now, that leads to a favorite new uh, conspiracy theory of mine, and that is the Chinese who have labeled this church as a terrorist organization have in fact poisoned its members with coronavirus, but they couldn't control it, and so it's gotten out of hand. This would not be something that we should cast off too lightly since things getting out of hand are sort of a Chinese uh, symbol of their whole society these days. But the coronavirus has been used as a political weapon by the Trump administration who have declared that, hey, the stock market's good. So everything's all right. And then, of course, the stock market collapsed, and it's now back to about where it was in 2008 during the great crash uh, of that year. And President Trump has, in a uh, move of incredible stupidity, appointed Mike Pence as the spokesman for the government's efforts in the area of coronavirus. Not a doctor, 
Uh-uh. Not a clinician. Uh-uh. But instead, the guy when he was governor of Indiana to help fight HIV decided to pray away the gay. He said he would pray to stop the spread of HIV. That's what we need. We need more thoughts and prayers from a guy who doesn't like gays, doesn't believe in science, uh, doesn't like to be in the same room as women who are not his mommy or his uh, wife. Um, So all in all, I would say this is a move typical of the Trump administration. It's designed to put a lid on the story if they possibly can. And what they're hoping is that they will come up with something to attack the coronavirus as they go along. My main point this time is to talk about who I'm choosing in the Democratic primary. As you can probably tell, I am a liberal Democrat. I have been a liberal Democrat since 1952 when I was just a wee lad. And I was the one kid who went to the, uh, the George G. White school with a all the way with Adley pin um, while everybody else was sporting I like Ike pins. I'm not, you know, unaccustomed to this kind of uh, position. Um, You don't always have to be a winner. It helps if you're right. And Adley Stevenson was the right guy. But unfortunately, not enough people in the country agreed with that. So I've been in the minority a lot, Um, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes I'm in the majority and frequently I'm right. And that's reassuring to me. Uh, The campaign of 2020 has certain unique challenges uh, that haven't uh, happened before. For one thing, the Republicans, now the party of uh, Donald Trump, are unencumbered by the need to tell the truth. They lie. He specifically has lied thousands of times since he became president. It's a whole industry of people who check out what he says and tell us what his lies are and have been. And this cottage industry is fast approaching uh, Fortune 500 status as a large enterprise. So when you're running in a campaign where telling the truth is a rarity from the opposition, you have to tailor yourself appropriately. I think there is a general feeling among people I know, people who sort of agree with me uh, or partially agree with me, that this administration uh, has set itself up to be able to sow chaos everywhere it can and make it almost impossible to contradict what they um, what they have said quickly enough 
before the next lie comes along. The other unusual factor here is that the Trump presidency is creating a new uh, paradigm for an opposition. You have the ultra-right-wing Trumpist Breitbart Limbaugh group who include the president. You have conservatives who, in my view, aren't liars but are wrong. And then you have what we call Rockefeller Republicans, or if you're old enough, Ripon Society Republicans, who just disagree with the way things should be done, but generally agree on what should be done. Those people are ripe for the plucking. They are looking for a new home. They are looking for a way to get rid of Trump because they understand the threat he, he imposes on our nation. So one of the points here is to get a candidate who can appeal to people who are not listed as Democrats and who are listed as Republicans but are not Republicans. And independents, there are people who've gone from being Republicans to being independents just because of Donald. And we need to get those folks on board. So now the question is, what do we talk about? How do we beat Donald Trump? I don't think there's any question, and you've heard it everywhere. The most important thing about this election is beating Donald Trump. Polls come and go. Polls really won't set until some point in the summer when there's finally a candidate from the Democrats. But let me just go over some of the candidates. Well, in 1919, sorry, in 2016, I supported Bernie Sanders. I believe that Bernie is right. I believe that he has the appropriate solutions, but he has not been detail-oriented enough to come up with methodology for implementing what he wants to do. And that's a big problem. Besides that, he is an avowed democratic socialist. And the word socialist to a whole couple of generations of Americans is a really, really bad word. Even though modern democratic socialism has nothing to do with Stalinist communism or socialism at all, it's completely different. I mean, Denmark is not communist. It is not socialist. It is definitely democratic and definitely socialist. On the other hand, if you're carrying a social security card, you are a card-carrying socialist. And that's how it gets paid for. The same way we, play, we pay for Social Security, money comes out of your paycheck, goes into a fund, which you can then draw on when you uh, hit retirement um, or whatever other circumstances are defined by the law. So Bernie hasn't thought much about how to counter this. If we spend the entire campaign with him trying to explain democratic socialism, we're not going to beat Trump. And that's a real threat. Elizabeth Warren has come up with the methodology of doing what Bernie wants and therefore doesn't want to do 
quite as much, quite as fast as Bernie does. Uh, but she also has the charisma of a piece of toast, which is not going to help her get elected. Pete Buttigieg is sort of between Bernie and Elizabeth uh, and the more moderate members of the Democratic Party. and But he's just, he's not ready yet. He is extraordinarily prepared. He is extraordinarily smart. He is amazingly gifted in his ability to speak. But he feels like a packaged candidate. And also, he falls into one of the right's favorite groups of people to hate, gay people. They hate gay people. Not as much as they hate blacks and Jews, but almost as much. Mayor Pete is definitely the future of the party. And I look forward to a time when he will be ready and where the country has come far enough to not be stupid on the subject of sexuality. Amy Klobuchar has everything going for her in that she is well-spoken. She is a little sarcastic in that sweet Midwestern sort of way. She has a great sense of humor and a lot of charisma. I don't think she is quite ready to lock horns with Donald Trump, although his own history with women make it pretty clear that he is terrified of them and they can easily take him down. I'm not sure she can win and she doesn't have the money. Uh, she doesn't have the name recognition, um, but she does have the program that is likely to appeal to disaffected Republicans, uh, moderate Democrats and independents. Mike Bloomberg, now, Anybody who was around New York City when Mike Bloomberg was the mayor remembers how he conned his way into an unprecedented third term as mayor of the city. He also had policies that um, didn't simply touch the edge of racism, but ran straight through it. Stop and frisk was a disaster. And he's apologized for it, but not until he ran for office. Uh, then he apologized. He is um, smart. He is rich, um, all of which are good things. Uh, but he has to uh, find some way to use his money for the better uh, of the, uh, the, I should say, for the betterment of the society. And that involves perhaps, as I saw today on Facebook, buying Fox News. Wouldn't that be fun? Sean Hannity walking out the front door of Fox News with a cardboard box with his, his voodoo dolls of gay people uh, in it and his picture of his family or more likely the family that was in the picture when he bought the frame. And, uh, and that would be super duper. Uh, but he is, intends to run. He's certainly going to run through uh, Super Tuesday next week. Uh, and that will not necessarily be helpful to us. Um, but even so, 
Bloomberg is just not the right guy. He is too autocratic and just not flexible enough for the job. He does support all the right things and he can use his money to make that support a big asset for whoever the candidate becomes. So, or whoever, for whoever becomes the candidate, if you insist on speaking English. So, oh, and the, the, the billionaire thing. Bernie is wrong to make an issue of this. There are billionaires, there are billionaires. But Mike Bloomberg started nowhere. He came up with a great idea and parlayed it into a multi-billion dollar business. He didn't just um, he didn't just develop software. He developed a whole industry, and that is a is a big deal.